You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the We Are Theatre podcast. Today, we are going back to my roots. I started in this industry as a techie and now I'm going deep diving on technical stuff, I guess. That was very well worded. Um, Nick Cook, (laughs) hi, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I am doing great. I'm really excited to have this chat. Um, You are the head of tech ops um, at the Theatre Royal in Sydney. Um, Just for those people at home that don't know the technical world, what is your actual role in this theatre and what do you look after? Um, I am responsible for everything that sort of happens from, from behind the proscenium. Um, so from, from all of the, the shows coming in, um, I look after the, the, the theatre's infrastructure. I liaise with the, the touring shows coming in um, and make sure that the, the shows get in safely on time and, uh, and, and that all our wonderful audience members can, uh, can come in and, and have a great time. Um, it's, it's a pretty all-encompassing role. Um, uh, it covers everything, staging, lighting, sound, wigs, wardrobe. Um, so, so a bit of everything. So it's, it keeps me on my toes, which is, which is really good. That is amazing. Um, so you get to see the show kind of go from oh, the theater, go from this empty shell into what we see as audiences. Um, what's your favorite part of that whole process of bump in, bump out as a tech? What is your favorite moment of that process? For me, it's, it's the, bring in something so 2D on, on paper. You know, I, I get sort of the plans, the schedules and uh, all of that sent to me often years in advance of a show arriving into the theatre. Um, so for me to take that very 2D uh, piece of paper and turn it into the final product, seeing that process evolve, seeing seeing wonderful crew come together, um, you know, the, the, the performers rightly so get the, the stand innovations at the end of every show because they're, they're absolutely tremendous. But the amount of work that goes into just take from, from the first second of a bump in all the way through to post-opening night, you know, the, the, the crew work tirelessly and tremendously hard to, to make those dreams real uh, for, for everyone to walk on stage. Um, so seeing that process come alive, you know, seeing that the audience stand up on opening night and uh, give everyone a round of applause, you know, I think... Um, the, the techs want to admit it, but that you know that they're, they're getting that round of applause too. You know, it's, yeah. it's a complete, it's a complete all-round package for everyone involved, and 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 it, yeah, that's certainly for me, a lot of time, a lot of energy, translating paperwork into into a performance. That that for me is the standout. Yeah, I love that. That is such a a cool insight. Um, let's backtrack a bit. Let's backtrack a bit. Oh my God, I am stumbling over words today, guys. It's okay. Um, when did you first get into technical production? What was your thing that drew you towards it? Where did you study and how did you get into the industry? Um, well, I'm originally from, uh, from Wales in the UK. And um, I was very fortunate that the high school I went to had a, a really good drama school. Um, it had a, had a drama studio in there, a theatre. Um, and as much as I wanted to perform and I, I did I, I tried to perform um I uh, anyone that's heard me sing or or, or attempt to dance will, uh, will testify uh, I, I found my calling very much um I've always been in in love with 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 live 
performance. Uh, not not necessarily just theatre. Um, I spent a lot of time in, in live music as well. Um, but just that that experience of, of a live show really drew me in very early on. Um, so I was very fortunate at school to have those facilities available to me to sort of just be left to my own devices during my lunch breaks in high school and sort of play around with equipment. And, and um, I soon found that I really enjoyed it. Um, and I decided that that was the, the, the route that I was going to take in life. Um, so I would have been 14, 15, um, where I really started to say, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and then I, I went to a college in, in, in Cardiff, uh, in Wales and, and studied drama, which was, again, it was a, it was a bit performance, a bit technical. Um, and I always leaned towards the technical. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I was very fortunate to be accepted into, um, into a theatre school in the UK called uh, Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts, a LIPA, um, up in Liverpool, at the northwest of, of the UK. Uh, and I studied my uh, diploma of higher education in theatre and performance technology. Um, and that sort of gave me a really great, a really great grounding for, um, for, for where I wanted to, to go. Um, and that led me into live music. Um, yeah. It, it was a bizarre time in the early 2000s where um, there, there was an explosion of, um, of live music in, yeah. in the northwest of, of the UK. Um, bands were just popping up all over the place. And, uh, and I, I sort of found my way into to doing lighting. That was my, that was my sort of main skill set. Uh, I found myself doing lighting for, for live music for, for quite a few years um, before I eventually found my way back into theatre. So it's, it's been a good journey. It's been a very fun journey. I love that. So, um, where would you say that your career kind of really went into overdrive and you were like on the path to where you are now? What was that tipping point that sent you to this point? Um, I, it was absolutely by accident. Um, I, I was touring with, with a few bands around the UK and I was incredibly busy. Um, I was probably partying too much. And I forgot to um, book festival season. And in the, in the UK, if you don't book a festival season over the summer, they, they, you, don't, you don't work. Yeah. Um, and by chance, I stumbled across the potential of going and um, working on a cruise ship. Um, I, it wasn't something I'd ever explored. It wasn't something I had really had an idea about what I was going to do. Um, and um, within a matter of weeks, I was on, a, on an aeroplane heading to, um, to Orlando and I, I, I went to work for, for Disney Cruise Line um, and did, uh, did a couple of contracts for Disney Cruise Line as a lighting tech. And uh, it, was, it was a very interesting uh, experience. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't feel I fit in very well with the Disney franchise. Okay. Uh, however, I enjoyed cruising yeah. i enjoyed the, the cruise side of things so i moved to a company called carnival uh, also based out of the states and i i ended up working for carnival for about five, five six years um i did one contract for them on, on on board and and was promoted to to a fleet supervisor which meant i got to jump around the fleet and train technicians and and uh, sort of have an input in shows to do installs and builds and dry docks and it was a it was a really fascinating time, and my skill set just kept kept increasing. But the more you do, the more you learn. And it was just such a fast paced environment to, to learn in. You, you, you were sort of stranded. You were by yourself. You you had to think. You had to think on your feet. 
and um, and that led me to becoming a technical manager for for, for Carnival. Um, and then upon leaving Carnival, I moved to Australia. Um, I met my 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 wife uh, is is an Aussie. I met her over in the states, and then we moved to Australia, and, and it's been it's been a really good journey here. Um, I I started at the the Sydney Lyric um, as as the head of lighting, and then took over the Capital Theatre as well as head of lighting. Um, so I was, do, I was looking after both theatres, um, and then I was promoted to technical manager for the two theatres. Um, and then after seven years, great years with, with, <laughs> with Foundation, I decided to um, embark, an opportunity came up to, to build a theatre, uh, to yeah. be involved in, in the opening of a theatre. Um, and, you know, sadly, it's something that doesn't pop up very often. So yeah. um, I took the opportunity and went and uh, opened the Sydney Coliseum Theatre in Western Sydney. And, and again, again, another opportunity came up. So, so <laughs> I was just another. about to say, it's pretty much the exact same thing here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and it seemed too good to turn down. So, and here I sit, we're, we're four days away from uh, the first bump in at the Theatre Hall. And then um, it'll be my, my second theatre opening in, in about two and a half years, which is <laughs> it's, it's, it's tiring. <laughs> 100%. I wish I could be there for bumping. I absolutely love bumping myself. It's a, my favourite part of the whole experience. Um, let's just backtrack to Foundation just for a hot second, because as the technical op, Foundation has a really unique moment with um, shows being bumped in and then having to set up for the Helpman Awards as well so as that technical oversight what is that like to try and do that kind of 72 hours of getting an award show bumped in while not kind of trying to fully bump out a theater to like what what is that like from your perspective it's busy um but you, you you're working with a lot of incredible people at that moment in time. So there would be myself, my theatre team, plus the, the the technical director of the show that's in the theatre, and the touring crew that are with that show. Plus, then you have a team that come in with the helpments. So it's there's a lot of incredible brains associated with yeah. the process. Um, it's just time consuming. Um, Everyone works together to, to ensure it happens. Um, it's it, it, the the show would come down on a Sunday night, and we'd straight away start building whatever infrastructure it is we were putting in for the helpmans. Often it would be a, a screen of some variety, whether it be on stage, um, off to, off to the side of the stage, and at the same time the um, the TV elements of of the helpmans bump in. Um, that tends to go all night um, through to to the Monday morning, yeah. and then. About eight o'clock in the morning, the, 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 we start to tech the the Helpman day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of flies by, and you know, before you know it, it's it's curtain up and it's it's live on telly. There's lots of TV trucks around. There's lots of people in in, in very nice in very nice evening wear. Yeah. And then it's over, and then we, we reset the theater back, and we do a do a show on the Tuesday. I think it's just one of those things. When I was going through your resume, it just clicked in my head, and I was like. Oh my God. Like this is one of the things as consumers that you don't really think about. Cool. You like see the awards. Yeah. Yeah. But these people literally like flip a whole theater from show one night to an award show back to 
open the show on the Tuesday, like blows my mind. Um, but let's dig into where you are now. The Theatre Royal Sydney um, has just gone through a refurb to be here ready for Jagged Little Pill. Um, three amazing shows actually coming up at this theatre. Jagged, uh, Girl from the North Country and American Paris, like three fantastic shows to start so what was that like being like cool i'm taking over this theater and look at what i get to work with straight away yeah it's been fun um it's been a really it's been a really um holistic kind of experience for me as well um the team at trafalgar are, are, are tremendous um from from the uk side of the business which is obviously you know the, sir howard and dame rosemary um are very inspirational people so to, to work with um and then the team in the team in Australia from um, from Tim and Torben. Um, it's just it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, we we've all sort of been in it from day one together, um, and yeah, seen it evolve. You know, there's there's been a lot of headaches, but um, you know, when you when you've got a good group of people together, you kind of you can overcome those headaches and and, and get us to where we need to be. And um, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're very very close. We're very very close. This uh, it's, this this week's a long week, but uh, yeah. it's it's we're nearly there. So and I think people are going to be blown away. I think I, I still you know when we've done site site visits for some producers coming through and whatnot, the the overwhelming sense has been just jaw dropping. You know the the yeah. changes that have happened um, have paid tribute to the original designs. They've paid tribute to how the theatre should be presented um, and 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 have been modernised to, to allow for, for shows to come through. You know, that was certainly a key focus of, of my energy when, when I first joined, yeah. was to make sure that the infrastructure within the theatre could support theatre for, for years to come. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's no point in going through this sort of process to, to have short-term sort of thinking. Um, so we've definitely thought of the long-term when we've, when we've been changing things. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, people like the changes. You know, you can't you can't please everyone, but um, certainly, certainly, um, I'm very fortunate to have a network of people that, that I can call and kind of um, uh, ask advice and sort of gauge some ideas before I press go on them to to see what the reaction is going to be. Yeah, um, going through the refurb process and obviously setting that up for the future. Is there any unique features or things about this theatre that? people for like me for the first time going to be walking in here that is going to distinguish it from those unique features that you see at the Capitol and Lyric and everything like that. What's unique about this theater that makes it just be like, Oh my God, like this is just a really cool place to consume art. Yeah. It's um, the intimacy, the intimacy of the theater is going to be the first thing that, that people see. And that's not just from an audience point of view, that'd be from a performer point of view. Yeah. Um, you stand center stage and look into the auditorium and you can see the facial expression of every single member of that audience and it's a you know it's a 1200 seat theater so it's it's not a small theater yeah. but the intimacy of it is outstanding there, there, there isn't another theater in sydney that, that gives that level of intimacy every theater has something unique and something wonderful about it um but intimacy is absolutely at the forefront of this and and i think that performers audiences are just going to be astonished by by how close they are to each other um by by how involved in the performance an audience will be because of that um 
it, it, it's pretty pretty unique um and and architecturally it's 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 looking very good it's yeah it's, it's been brought back to to, to where, where where it was originally and it's it's looking spectacular i love that and hearing intimacy especially for jagged being the first i saw jagged on broadway and like if intimacy i'm so excited to get in and see this show because it's, it's so easy for a show to get lost in the space yeah um and that, and that's that's not knocking any any shows or venues you know that sydney sydney's had a problem with with venues you know there there was a, yeah. there was a huge outcry when when it looked like the rule wasn't going to be saved when it yeah. you know the, the protests that the, the that came about when it looked like the rule was going to disappear when it was going to be yet another victim of uh, of the, the the lack of arts for, for you know in, in sydney yeah and it was saved and that process has been wonderful and 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 now we get to add this space to 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 shows to shows when, when you're booking a theater as a producer you know you, certain shows sit in certain theaters yeah better than others um, and that you know that's just that's life you know not not every shoe fits right so yeah what was it like looking at like as the refurb was going on from a technical looking at the the specs and everything and trying to figure out where all your rigs are going to go and how you're going to be able to, what you're going to be able to offer those touring shows to come in and fulfill their duty. Um, what was your input into what was going on to make sure that you were going to be able to fulfill what shows like Jagged and Girl from the North Country are going to need lighting and sound wise? Yeah, I, I, I sat down with, um, with the theatre consultants very early on and um, I'm, I have a lot of opinions, um, and I have, uh, uh, which which probably clashed maybe sometimes with with others. But um, the uh, I've been very fortunate. I've put a lot of shows in, in in the last sort of decade. I've put a lot of shows into into theatres. Yeah. So knowing what's what's hurt me previously, what what's what's not quite worked, where where oh, we could have done this better, we should have done that better. Um, having gone through the process in in opening the Coliseum. Um, seeing what worked there, seeing what didn't work there, um, and, and really sort of being able to map all of that out and, and, and really think about how a show bumps in, what the process is, and what shows we're likely to get. It's impossible to predict the, the sort of the, the next 10 years, but sort yeah. of looking at the space and kind of seeing, well, you know, we're going to sort of get a, sh a show that's probably going to be, you know, six to 12 semi-trailers so what what amounts of gear is going to be coming in how do yeah. we how do we best go about that um and then safety was a key driver with the renovation um bringing bringing a venue to today's standards is is huge uh, yeah uh, and, and that was a, that was a key key component of of all of the the works and the how we went about the works was to ensure that that when people are coming in to put shows in there you know they're working in a in a pleasant and safe environment um so but yeah it's there's a lot of quirks that have, have gone in um, that changes you know technology changes so often and some things are getting lighter some things are getting heavier and so <laughs> making sure that we you know we we've, we've got sort of contingency for for that you know i, th I think um what what was what was your background was it lighting As sound so I started as a, um, so I did my training in studio and um, like live music. Um, and then I went into like very small 
um, local productions as a sound and lighting tech running both on very small, small rigs. But we've got a theatre here that I've had a look at all the specs for and been in and out and around the lighting tech. So like seeing the jump from small time theatre, like operating and then walking into places like the Capitol and the Lyric and just look, that's my first thing I do is look up and I'm like, oh my God, like you look at um, Come From Away right now and the rig that they've got up above their stage, it is just insane. Um, so yeah, I, I'm i one of those people that notices the the lights and then hears the sounds and looks at all the different aspects. That's my first thing as a consumer, which is really weird. Um, but I still do that. Yeah, it's just one of those things and you just see something. Sometimes my first thing with Six was the back wall when it, was lit a certain way. My first message was the lighting designer. I'm like, what was the go? Like that was just, I just noticed this. And he's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, just those cool little things that are just really super unique um, that some people just don't notice because they're focused on the show, but there's people like us that are like that little tiny light there that did that thing in that one spot just blew my mind. So um, yeah, as tech and then i went on stage and now i'm back doing this type of thing breaking everything down for everyone <laughs> excellent so yeah good fun well, you, you, you'll know a little bit that the, the the lighting for example is getting smaller um yeah. with with led you know everything's getting lighter um you, you're removing heavy ballasts from in, in fixtures and, and, and whatnot the yes. sound is getting bigger um so uh the the ability for for an audio system these days is um it, it's incredible um, what, what you can do with sound. Yeah. So, you know, every, every sound design I get in, I sort of, um, I, I, I hesitantly open it seeing sort of, oh no, how much are we going to be putting in? Um, <laughs> you know, from, from surrounds through to, to, to all sorts. Um, but it, it's good. It's good fun. Um, it, yeah, I'm learning. I'm not, audio was never a strong point. And, um, and this yeah. project has really tested tested that because i've had to put a lot of uh, audio infrastructure in so yeah I, hopefully they like it <laughs> i i did the same i was audio heavy when i first started then flicked to lights and now i'm kind of like in between the two and i'm like oh my god like there's just so much information to carry in all the time that it's just if you don't have 14 other people around you reading the same thing things are going to be mixed <laughs> absolutely um, from a stage perspective, what's the setup like with stage, um, pits, everything like that, as like bumping in a band and everything like that? What's the setup for this venue? Um, so we're a proscenium arch theatre. Yep. Um, we have an orchestra pit. So the pit um, is automated. Uh, it's a, a motorised pit. So we're lucky there. We don't have to, to stack build or, or any of that. So that's always nice. Um, it's always a sigh of relief when, when people come in and there's there's a, a pit lift. Yeah. Um, the it's a standard uh, demountable stage. Yeah. Um, so again, if if a production, we're very much um, a bare wall. We're known as a bare walls theatre. Um, yeah. So that's the same as the capital, the lyric. Um, we don't carry equipment per se. Um, we have drapes and a house curtain and, and such yeah. like, but we don't carry lighting and sound. Um, all of that comes in per show. Yep. So every time you go to to see a show in 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 Capital Lyric Royal, um, everything you see has has come in specifically for that show. Okay. Um, so that's 
I, I get a lot of questions from 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 people when I do tours and I tell them that and they say oh that seems so counterproductive you're going to pull things down to hang things again and it's the explanation of um if we put a standard rig in these sorts of theaters it would spend I would imagine eighty percent or more of its life in storage. Yeah, um, I was going to say it's almost counterproductive these days to correct. have a standard rig because lighting designs are so specific down to correct. Like just having Ooh. extra setups on rigs, like just having one yeah. extra fixture in a rig can just throw out an entire. And just it, it, we're dealing we're dealing with predominantly when you look at when you look at the shows that are coming through. Um, Unfor- not unfortunately, that's the wrong word. Um, it's generally uh, overseas designs. Yeah. Um, it's very rare to have uh, a show that's Australian made, Australian designed that comes into the theatres. It, it, it happens, but but it's sort of the rarity. Yeah. So all of the designs are designed overseas. So that's from the lighting design, the sound design, the set design. So whatever the sound designer, for example, designed on the West End, he wants to put he or she wants to put that show that yeah. with that design. Um, yeah. you know, they may have won a Tony Award, you know, or with, with that design. That's that's the design they want to have. And that includes all of the equipment. So it doesn't matter. You could have the world's greatest PA, but if it isn't the PA that that designer designed their show on, then it's, it's wrong. gonna get ripped so out and replaced. Correct. It's <laughs> gonna come down, you're gonna put it in storage, you're gonna need to find somewhere for it. And then you know, theaters. Theaters don't have a lot of storage. Yeah. You know, it's not a premium. So, um, especially where quick. this theater is as well, being in the middle of the CBD. <laughs> correct, correct. I mean, yeah. we're, we're essentially it's such a unique location. Yeah, um, we are we are truly in the CBD. I mean, you know, the postcode is two thousand. You know, we yeah. are slap bang in the middle of the city, but we are also sort of in the basement of twenty five mile in place. Um, yeah. So. You know, the, the, that in its own right comes with with a lot of with a lot of challenges, with a lot of positives. Um, you know, where being that close to to everything is is going. I think it'll be awesome when when we open. I mean, really, it's going to be CBD alive again. Yeah, it's going to be kind of like as unique as going to see a show at the Opera House. Like, it's going to mm. have that. Like, when you go to the Opera House, you have that cool seaside vibe. Um, but this is like pure CBD Sydney, um, like just right in the heart of everything, essentially walking distance to nearly everything. Like it's going to be very, one, good for tourism when things reopen because people can just yeah. spend a whole day in the city and they'll be like, oh, yeah, show at night. It's just, you know, re- it's especially just off, it's just off um, Pitt Street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sam like Street, walk down George Pitt Street. Street Mall, oh, look, there's a theatre yeah. there. Like it's just going to be one of those, really uniquely placed theaters that is almost that new york london style theater where you turn a corner and oh my god it's there like yeah it's definitely something that is isn't really sydney um as much as like because traveling to the lyric and the capital they're in a very specific section where that whole block is the theater where this is like correct you go in there for the theater yeah yeah. So, yeah, wow. Just thinking of that, that's insane. Um, <laughs> with bumpins and all that, what's your, like, access like for your loading dock and all of that? Because that wouldn't be easy for semis to load in in the CBD. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> no. So um, a semi-trailer won't fit in the loading dock. Um, so the trucks go to a yard and get cross-loaded onto slightly smaller trucks yep. and, um, and come in that way. Um, and then it's just straight down and ramp onto the stage. It's, um, yeah, once, once they're, once they're cross-loaded onto the smaller trucks, it's, it's a pretty smooth. It's a pretty smooth process to get them in. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, it, it's just not not quite big enough for a semi trailer. Yeah, uh, that's insane. That's so it's just it's just an extra it's just an extra layer of logistics, an extra that, step that, that needs goes, to be covered. Yeah, it goes into yeah. the planning and and you know myself and the the touring technical director sit yeah. down and sort of look over those logistics and 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 hopefully find a, a yard that's sort of close by to, yeah. to do their cross loading. Amazing. Um, so over your entire career, let's think of it as a whole. Um, is there some standout moments or things that you've worked on that you're like, I can't believe I got a chance to be a part of the team that did that? Um, there's a lot. There's yeah. A, there's, there's I, a lot to, <laughs> as a soon lot as I started those. that question, I was like, looking at your resume, I'm like, this is going to be a hard one to answer. Yeah. <laughs> It was very flattering when I left. When I left Foundation, um, the director of operations there, who had been my my boss for the entire time I was there, uh, Paul, um, he sent an email out to the whole business wishing me well and um, and quoted the amount of shows I brought into the theatre in my time there. And even I was shocked. I, I can't remember offhand, but it was it was a disturbing amount of bumpings. Um, and uh, I sort of went, oh, wow, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's quite a bit. Um, Show-wise, I think, I think the, for me, sentimentally, um, being able to, to work on Les Mis was, was a big one for me. Um, my, my dad is not one for theatre. Um, however, he loves Les Mis. And it was the only show he would ever go and see. And uh, he saw it so many times in different theatres around, around the UK. Um, so, so getting to work on, on Les Mis was, was pretty awesome to sort of share some of the secrets with him. Yeah. Um, sort of was, was a really nice moment. So for me personally, it, was, it, it would be, be that one. Um, but then sort of as a tech, when you put your tech head on, seeing shows, seeing Disney shows come through, like The Lion King and... Um, and Aladdin particularly, and seeing how far they pushed the technology yeah. um, was was quite incredible. Um, I would love to I be a little, fly on uh, the wall for that. Like, just, like... It was huge. Just watching their shows is just overwhelming. And then you think about costume, like, not even just lights. Let's put lights and sound away. Just mm. costuming, hair, makeup, like, just... Did you did you see Aladdin in the? Capital? I saw a I've seen Aladdin on Broadway. Um, I've seen Frozen and Mary Poppins. They're my three okay. Disney shows that I've seen so, so the, far. The the Act Two opening of um, of Aladdin, yeah. where they're doing the um, the procession. It's um, some of the greatest choreography I've ever seen, and it was backstage, um, where essentially the performers were, were constantly looping around backstage into different costumes so they they, they, they were dresses for days in the wings and they, they'd come running off prompt side 
leg it across the the back of the stage and then re-enter on uh, on op in a different costume and it was it was the procession for uh for, for him it was it was tremendous to see um and it was sort of that that particular show with cave of wonders going into the cave of wonders scene was the first time i felt i wanted to sort of give a a, a set change a scene change a standard ovation um yeah it was just a marvel of lighting and, and and technology um yeah it was pretty it was pretty amazing um yeah. but that show it was it came into the capital oh, i can't remember exactly but it was it was something silly like 31 semi-trailers that it came in, in. It, it was huge um but that's, that's a long time <laughs> that's a long it was, it was so so good <laughs> It was a big oh, bumping. Yeah, yeah I would love to be hands-on with that type of stuff. Oh, my God. Um, okay. As a future, um, sitting here right now, if you had the option to work in any theatre or on any show anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I like I, – I have, you know, I haven't had a chance to – do a show here yet and i think for me that's that's something i'm incredibly excited for I'm incredibly, yeah uh, you know i've spent the last geez what we know november i spent the last almost 11 months um on a building site so yeah. I, I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to getting some some crew into the building and some performers and, and brightening brightening the place up um adding, adding some some adventure to to, to the, the role so I don't think I'd change anything right now I think for me personally I I really I'm really excited to to bring shows through you know you, you named the three shows that we're bringing here to yeah to, I'm pumped for those next three like, especially for an Australian market to have those three coming out yeah. so close to their Broadway um correct births as well like it, it's very rare we get yeah. Um, American in Paris is a different story, but you're talking girl from North Country and um, Jagged have only gone on Broadway actually, yep. and West End. I think girl from North Country is about to go there um, in the last 24 to 36 months. Like it, it's yeah. super fresh, which is great well, for for Jagged, where the first where the first stop post yes. Broadway, um, and you know that's that's rare. That's rare for 100%. for a show to to come from Broadway and, and, and come into the Australian market and, yeah. and especially, you know, into the Sydney market as well, which is, it's, it's exciting. And um, I think it's going to really, you know, a, as we move forward and, and knowing, knowing Sir Howard and knowing how the Trafalgar is so determined to, to bring shows to Australia first, to really enhance that, you know, Sydney gets it first at the Royal you know, we're, we're so proud to, to be able to bring that out here. Um, yeah. It's exciting. So I, 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 I truly, I, I, I know that's probably sounds like a cliche answer, but that was actually right now, a pretty damn yeah. good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the future will have for the yeah. short term future. It's, it's certainly, I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to, to having a show again and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, being involved in, in that, creativity um as much as the build of a theater is an incredibly creative process in its own right it's not a live show it's not that process so yeah. it's, it's going to fix things when thrilling. they go wrong on an instant 
try it. <laughs> Attempt to fix things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you can't. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves a good show stuff. <laughs> now, this is one of the hardest sectors of the industry, I think, to get your foot in the door and, and get started. Being where you are now and having the experience behind you, I was one of those people that was like, I dropped out of school, went into my tech college and did my qualifications and then hit a brick wall trying to get in. And lucky I was just persistent enough. I ended up here doing my own thing. For those people maybe that are still looking for a job or are trying to get into the industry on the tech ops side of things, um, what's some advice you have for those people um, trying to start yeah, their it, career? It can be tricky. It can be tricky. Um, I coming from sort of an educational background as my route into the industry um i'm a i'm a firm supporter of of that education in in into the industry um and it doesn't have to be a, a four-year degree you, yeah. you know it's it's that going out and doing a live performance course it's you know going and doing a week course a, you know a one-year course um to really sort of get that grounding uh, in the industry um it's, it's it's really good to see that um that TAFE are starting to, to really ramp up some live performance stuff as well um NIDA obviously uh WAPA um I, I've done a lot of um stuff with the NIDA um one year technical course um where I take on some comments I do some some guest lecturing for them um and I do lots of tours of the theater for people um and so that route is, you know, it, it can be it can be a lot clearer for for people that aren't coming from that, from people who are coming from a, a hands-on background, from amateur dramatics, where they've they've been been with their their Amjan group and that you know they've been running the lights, they've been doing the, the set, you know. Yeah. Um, again, all all incredible groundings in the industry, and I just encourage people to to keep going, to keep learning, to keep doing shows every show you do it doesn't matter what what size the theater is it doesn't matter how many lights there are every show you do you become better yeah and that that takes you far you know it's it's bloody hard work yeah it is it it really is and and that can put a lot of people off um yeah but just putting yourself out there don't don't just just litter people with with your resume <laughs> you know, that's yeah. listen when when i moved to australia so when i first moved to australia i was on the back of being a, a tech manager for for a very large company in the states for carnival yeah. um i was doing 100 100 million dollar refit projects and i couldn't get anyone to take my call in australia yeah. i was calling every theater i was calling every theater company i was calling higher companies and i couldn't get anyone to take my call yeah. like no one was replying to emails and eventually i got one reply back and that was that it, it, it took off it's just if this is something that people want to do it's just about being persistent and yeah and i will say it, it you know i don't a lot of those people you know might come across as being being rude where people haven't replied maybe and yes some people maybe yeah. a lot of the time people just forget or or they were they they were in the middle of a 14-hour day putting a show in and they got your email and it sort of just 
it just got lost. They opened it. Um, Forgot to go back. Yeah. To yeah. So there's, there's no harm in following up that email. Give it a couple of weeks. Follow it up. Look at what the schedule is for for who you're calling uh, <laughs> and, and sort of seeing are they in the middle of a, a build? You know, yeah. um, it's probably not the best time to to to, to call. But yeah. Um, you know, and, and look out for 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 ads that that pop up. You know, that they pop up in in a lot of the publications. Um, and yeah, just be brave and and. Yeah. Don't 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 be afraid to engage. You know, uh, text text. They're not as scary as they look. <laughs> they may dress in black, but that's just so they yeah. can. <laughs> we're all, we're all cuddly, really. Um, but no, it's um, you know, I certainly welcome well welcome anyone to to reach out to me and and and, and inquire about work and and yeah. you know, it, it might be that I I can't offer work. You know, it, it might be that I need you to go and do a few more shows or or, or something yeah. along those lines, but. You know, I'm always keen to to reply to people and, and, and offer my my advice to them um, where I think they could maybe improve before coming in. Yeah. Because if, if coming into a you know this this sort of size theater as as, a, as an early gig in in your career, um, I think the curve is probably going to be too too intense. Yeah. Um, and it it would it would be too daunting, and I think it would probably scare a lot of people. Yeah. Um, because it's fast, you know, every, everything's fast. It's long hours and it's very fast paced and it can be very easy to sort of get left get behind. Lost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Great insight. And guess what, Nick? That brings us to the end of the episode. That is a pretty Excellent. good tying point, guys. So make sure you're checking this out because Nick's about to go back to a bump in and get really excited for a couple of weeks until uh, Jagged opens. Um, so make sure you guys are checking out Theatre Royal Sydney because, as I said, three huge shows coming um, to Sydney. Uh, you guys aren't going to want to miss this because these shows are top quality. Um, we've already seen the cast for Jagged and it is incredible. Um, hopefully you guys keep your ears peeled on this podcast and we might hear more about that from them um, here. Uh, but I'm just excited to walk through this theatre and get eyes on it for the first time myself. So uh I'm super pumped with that. Thank you, Nick, for joining us. No worries. Give me a shout. We'll give you a talk. 100%. Uh, and guys, will do. Guys, thank you so much for joining. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the podcast. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.